Welcome everyone to today's video podcast with Veristore and Zerto. We're talking about rethinking data protection for modern day threats. And it's a really important topic. Today's topic is the importance of IT resilience. Presenters today are myself, Farrell Macon, the Vice President of Architecture and Strategy for Veristore. Along with me is Caroline Seymour, the VP of Product Marketing for Zerto, as well as Mark Denham, the Manager for Sales Engineering here in the Southeast for Zerto. Our agenda today is why rethink data protection now? And notice I'm saying data protection. Is this backup? Is it DR? Is it, it's a lot of things, but it's a very, very important topic now. So we're gonna talk about the evolution of data protection, some of the market drivers, and then really dig into what do we mean by IT resilience? Well, then talk about that definition. And then how does that apply to application resilience? We talk about this as a world that's full of software and new applications and all that. So how do we apply that there and evaluate the business impact? And then we'll follow up with some next steps. Before we get into it, one of my favorite quotes from Victor Hugo in the 1800s is there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. You can break that down. There's a couple of ways to look at that, but it really means an intersection of of multiple streams that apply a multiplying effect. So Veristore has been in business for 19 years. Zerto has been in business for 11 years. One of the fundamental things that Veristore has done throughout its existence, not the only thing, is, is really fundamentally bring innovation to data platforms. And that's what Zerto was founded to do. And some of the technologies and some of the use cases 11 years ago when we started working together was addressing some very critical needs at the time. But an interesting thing and why I'm choosing to say this about an idea whose time has come is the technology advancements are exponential in what they enable in the business. And the needed use cases, the way the market has evolved, has also brought exponential use cases. So even though during the lifespan of both of our companies, we've added tremendous value. We are at a critical time where we're just seeing a hockey stick, if you will, of growth in the importance of this and the importance of the capabilities this platform provides. So why rethink data protection now? DR implant was a part of data protection backup like we talked about. For much of the life of those technologies, they've been mainly designed to meet compliance needs that people perceived were low probability threats, primarily unplanned incidences, but we didn't really expect them to happen that often. What we see today is businesses face multiple high probability threats, regardless of their industry or geography, things like cyber attacks and pandemics that we're facing now, civic unrest, natural disasters, supply chain disruption. Most businesses today have dealt with many one or many of those, these responses required today are different. And there are new platforms available that are fundamentally changing the way business operate on a day-to-day -day basis that is taking data protection from a back office, something that I don't really use that often, to more of a frontline function. So we think about data protection, one of the things we talk about is modern DR is a whole lot more about what people are thinking about in an incident response than it was traditional disaster recovery. And so it's something that not only involves the technology, but how is the business going to respond? How is it going to be enabled? Caroline, you see a lot of different companies. What are your thoughts around this? 
Yeah, and I would agree with everything that you've actually got on this slide. And, and so, um, you know, as you look at data protection, there, there is one is what we're covering on this slide around the unplanned disruptions to the business that you can see here. But, you know, as I look at today and as we look at across all of the sort of customers that we have across all the industries, we're seeing a real increase in the number of the digital projects. And that's being primarily driven by what's happening today the new work from home, and it's, it's driving a lot of new digital requirements. And so what that in turn means is the fact that customers' expectations are changing and they want a 24-7 business you know, from, from organizations. And so downtime and data loss is just not an option anymore. So when we actually sort of think about some of the traditional methods that you actually see around snapshots or nightly backups, to be honest, it's no longer sufficient. And that's what that's a key element is why we need to be sort of rethinking about data protection, because you need to now be able to back up far more frequently. You need to be able to recover much faster. And in honesty, I think it needs to be much more continuous, but ensure that you have no protection, no, no sort of uh, impact to your production. So there's the element around all of your unplanned as well as also your planned. And all of that is bringing into that need of why we need to rethink the, the whole data protection strategy that you have in place. One of the things that Veristor has built throughout its uh, lifespan as a company has always, we've always had the reputation of bringing innovation to market and with a, a great deal of expertise. One of the things that I've learned over that time has been that there's a difference between principles and methods. And it's one of the things we look for when we're looking at new technologies are the principles don't change, but sometimes the methods do. And so when we look at new platforms, new data protection standards, that kind of thing, it has to be, make sure it covers the principles. And one of the key things is backup, DR, snapshots, whatever. It's never been about protecting the data. It's been about the ability to recover. It just wasn't really a nice term to say data recovery because people don't want to think about losing their data. They want to think that it's safe and secure. But the reality is the proof of the solution and its value is in the recovery. The second thing that's a principle is applications drive the requirements and the resiliency requirements, not the other way around. And so you want to make sure that whatever solution is in place can meet what your applications need and it's not restrictive to your business, but rather enabling. The third one is that technology is not enough. You have to have technologies that are easy to test and you can operate and build it into your day-to-day -day operation in an easy fashion. And then again, you have to think about the adjacencies in the business. This is ultimately about empowering the business and keeping the business going. And then also, how does it integrate into incident response plans. And, you know, as we're seeing in today's world, the incident response plans, while that's a term coined in the cybersecurity world, it, there's all kinds of incidents that involve how do we communicate with our employees, how do we communicate with our customers, that kind of thing. The new considerations are methods, things like new application requirements, new technologies available, new recovery scenarios, security considerations, and delivery models. Caroline, how do you see that from your perspective. Yeah, and I'd go back to your previous comments I had about, you know, when you look at the new considerations, I think um, 
a new consideration is you've got to be thinking continuous, absolutely, as part of your overarching sort of strategy. So that's one key aspect of it. And but another comment I'd like to make too is, is as you look at data protection, I think some people think of it as, you know, and, and, and a lot of data protection has traditionally been done by backup. But we look at data protection as three key elements around that. First is, is actually the DR itself, you know, recovering from a full disaster if it actually happens. But we also look at it from an operational recovery perspective. So, you know, in the fact that a user deletes a file and it needs to be recovered quickly and it could be in the last five minutes or the 10 minutes and the CEO is, is requiring this for a board meeting or something and he deleted it. It needs to be quick or a database gets corrupted. Those are what we call like operational recovery. And then lastly is, of course, you've still got your compliance requirements. You know, you need to keep data for longer periods of time. And so those tend to, the requirements around recovering those is a lot less. So we actually look at it in the three functions, the DR, operational recovery, and now also the sort of the long-term retention because the requirements for each of those is different. So there's another sort of view around the data protection aspect of it, but absolutely, you know, and, and then therefore you're looking at the new application requirements and the platforms and the technologies that support that. And the new recovery scenarios is a critical one here because obviously it's the granular level recovery and uh, at the speed at which you can recover. So in the new security considerations, we all see the issues and the new threats, the heightened risk to the business. So very much so, um, uh, certainly a lot of new considerations that people have to be thinking about. Absolutely. So we mentioned earlier that we're going to talk about the evolution of data protection and market drivers and it's real important to understand that you know, this is a what we've seen and the capabilities we're going to talk about today are things that build upon the previous generation of technology. So what we're seeing in data protection is originally it was just about people, you know, next to the people in the business, the data was the most next most critical asset. So how do I make sure I'm I'm protecting that? And then as technology got more and more important in businesses, I had certain functions like, say, funds transfer for a bank or uh, transaction processing or whatever the case may be that required an application availability at a higher level in, in, in the technologies advanced that allowed us to introduce replication into environments. But it was costly to do so. And so it was a, uh, there was a lot of where do I spend for this and where is backup enough? But then we moved into the mobile workforce and PCs and all of that, and we saw needs for continuous data protection so that a lot of companies' critical assets started to be outside the data center and on laptops. And, and how do I recover to you know, shorter points in time as, as database and databases grew and, and became more important in the day-to-day -day operation of the business? And so the concept of journaling was brought on. And then now what we're going to talk about is this concept of IT resilience that applies all of these, but also meets new application architecture requirements, workload mobility, not just workforce mobility, and the ability to operate across multiple clouds, private and public simultaneously. So Mark, do you want to comment on this? Sure. Yeah. You know, I've been around a few years in, in the world of IT and I know when I first started when we had backup windows that happened nightly and you know at that time we were dealing with businesses that were probably running eight to five 
that's when the data had to be there to support the business. And so we had the luxury of having windows of time to back up data, but we were doing it once a day. And so uh, at the time, you know, that met the requirement that we had. Uh, as technology evolved and we started to see replication happen, and I spent many years kind of living in the storage replication world and started to see things like synchronous or near synchronous replication of data. But still, if I had some kind of issue that happened in production, it was replicated to the target side. So unless I was doing some kind of periodic snapshot, I might have the latest copy of data for the DR test or maybe the DR recovery if I could do it. But that, that's really the only thing I was protecting against. Um, but now as we move forward, you talked about, you know, the different devices out there and the fact that applications are required 7 by 24 in about every industry that we work with. And so the backup windows are gone. That requirement, as you talked about, for I may, you know, I can't afford to lose any data. So going back to that nightly backup or even twice a day backup is not going to protect the business. It might meet some old requirement but it's not going to protect the business. So it's just been interesting to see, and this really goes to the, back to the point you said, the technology has evolved to meet the application and the business requirement. And that's really what's brought us to concepts like journaling, where I can't afford to lose any data. I need it available to quickly recover it automatically when I need it, where I need it. So again, technology's evolved, but it's been following what the business really requires. I, you have a nice, this slide is a nice illustration that for folks that may not be quite as familiar is what exactly is this journaling and difference between snapshots and backup and, and that kind of thing? Again, traditional backup, once a day, you take a copy of your data, and then we had things like snapshots, which could be in the operating system or really it evolved in the storage systems where periodically I now make a copy of that data. But there's a term that you hear that's been around in the disaster recovery world, recovery point objective, which really says how much data can the business afford to lose. So if I'm doing backup once a day, I'm going to lose up to 24 hours of data for any type of recovery that I have to do. And even if I'm doing these snapshots, maybe a couple or three or four, however many times a day, if there's any kind of an outage or any event that happens, I'm going to lose some amount of data. And again, that's just, that does not meet the requirement of modern applications. And really what the journal does, and I know from a Zerto perspective, we're journal-based, and most of our customers stay sub 10 seconds in that recovery point objective. So, yeah. and this becomes, this continuous data protection becomes the basis for maybe a backup for compliance, for disaster recovery, or for the operational recovery that Carolyn talked about where I deleted a file, something got corrupted, and I need to get back to the latest good copy of the data. Caroline's going to go into IT resilience here in a moment. I think one of the things, too, is that you know, backup and snapshot a lot of times were infrastructure devices, but this concept of journaling has been around. There have been journal file systems for years, um, mm -hmm. relational databases introduced the concept of journaling, but I think what is very interesting in the Zerto solution in the IT resilience terminology is we're taking that journaling to another level. So we're taking that journaling to the entire application platform and the, the not just a component within it like a file system or a database, but how I apply that to my whole 
application infrastructure. So Carolyn, do you want to kind of term, go through what we're talking about with IT resilience? Yeah, no, before we do that, and you don't need to go back, it's okay, but, um, you know, and I think what you saw with the journal-based recovery, that is what starts to enable us to deliver that continuous requirement in your business, and, and there was an example on that slide with regards to, like, you know, the little bug, but the ransomware fellow, we've got a lot of cases where customers are using us to solve for ransomware itself, so, you know, if you get attacked at 10 o'clock, you want to be able to get back within five minutes or five seconds whatever it happens to be, you can do that. And we have many examples, but that's what the journal affords you because you've got all of these checkpoints and it's a continuous. So that's that's what the journaling, so the continuous journaling capability provides. So I just wanted to add that. So sorry to interject there, but um, if we, no, if we great. Uh, talk about IT resilience, because to us it's, it's, you know, it's that evolution from um, disaster recovery. And what you see here and all that we've been talking around uh, data protection, and if you look at sort of historically or even today, you've got, you know, the problems that we've been talking about have been solved by either using backup technology or replication technology. But then also now you've got, you know, as people are moving to cloud, for example, this sort of the hybrid cloud, I need to migrate to cloud, I need to move my disaster recovery to the cloud. So provide that you know, drive capability. So these are all separate siloed solutions. And as you can see here with the animations that you've got is that these are all converging and it's converging into a single domain, what we call IT resilience. And you will, you will see many, many vendors talking about the difference or they're converging, you know, backup and recovery or the converging of DR and backup and uh, cloud mobility. Our answer to that is our Zerto IT resilience platform where we've actually converged backup capabilities with the data protection and the disaster recovery and also all of the cloud mobility and so when you look at this diagram for example here this gives you sort of more of the the architecture but it's a good view because i talked about data protection evolving to disaster recovery operational recovery and long-term retention so those three functions and so our platforms caught those but beyond that, of course, we've added all of the capabilities around what you need to do to move to a public cloud or private cloud. So the ability to move to, from, and in between. So the functions to enable that, as well as also deliver that disaster recovery as a service capability. And then we've also added here that you can see operational services, because I think there's some unique capabilities here that with the right technology and with our platform, it allows you to be able to support, for example, maybe your aggressive MA strategy within your organization or, or migration. And Mark was just talking about that. So migrations or the fact that I want to be able to spin up a new dev environment or, or from my production very quickly. So there are new efficiencies that can be gained by using our platform around everyday operational uh, efficiencies and services that you may need. Our platform is based on a foundation of continuous data protection that we've actually been talking about, including our journal-based recovery and our application consistency too. And I know Mark's going to be talking about that shortly too. It's foundational for the platform itself. 
And as we've innovated around the platform, we've built in orchestration and automation so that you can automate all of those manual processes around what you need to do. And then, you know, to ensure that you get complete visibility across your on-premises and your cloud, we've actually added in analytic capabilities. So there's out of the box dashboards and analysis that you can do. So you can analyze what's happened. You can monitor what, what is happening. And then you can also now plan for the future too. So all of that is part and parcel of the platform. It's a single platform that's simple, scalable. And as you can see at the bottom here, we support all of these you know, strategic vendors as it relates to what's strategic for an organization's business. So if you've invested strategically into Microsoft and Azure, we support that too at the very tightest possible level of integration. Same with AWS or IBM, VMware. So all strategic vendors that most of our you know, customers are dealing with as well. So I'll pause there, I said quite a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, one of the things we provide Zerto solutions to a number of customers and help them integrate it in their environments. And we also provide it under a managed services model and as a service provider. And we have helped customers recover from zero day threats as well as migrate workloads between all of these. We've seen these, all of these use cases done among our customer base. Uh, one of the things that I touched on earlier is the uniqueness of the ability to have this application awareness. And, and so I wanna have Mark speak for a moment to this, how the platform is architecture aware or application aware and the benefit of that to organizations. So the thing that we do, if you, if you step back and look at an application, you know, especially in today's world as things have become more complex, an application is rarely a single server. So you have, you know, starting at the core, you've got your data that resides somewhere, index servers, file servers could be part of it. Uh, you have web front end, you have application servers that are providing the business logic, but there are a number of different components out there that make up that application. And again, if you go back to the days of a backup and a recovery or even journaling on like a file system, that is one piece or one component of the environment. But if I want to recover an entire enterprise application, there's a number of things that have to come up together. They have to be consistent from the same point in time. So even if I'm doing something like a data center move and I'm going to move sets of applications, I need to know what needs to go together, what needs to be residing in the same data center, needs to be there maybe for latency, and I want to make sure I move that all together and then when it gets there, it's going to come up. When I have a disaster and I bring up an application, again, everything needs to be the same point in time. If you go back to what I mentioned earlier about the old concept of backup windows, where you might start at midnight and go till you know six in the morning, but over that time, you're gonna be backing up different servers serially. They're not gonna all be together. So if anybody's ever tried to recover an entire application, and you have a database, you have application, you have different pieces, and you try to bring them up, there's a lot of effort from a recovery perspective to get data back in sync so you're actually at a place where the application can be up and running and servicing the customers. And that really falls into kind of that second, we talked earlier about recovery point objective. The second metric we hear is recovery time objective, which means when it fails, how long is it gonna take? Not to just recover data, back to where I've got an application online servicing my customers running the business. And if you have things that are out of sync, 
you've got extra time before you're up and running. So you may not lose much data, but it could be hours or days to really be back online. And that's part of that key foundational technology that Carolyn talked about. It's the journaling capability, which gives you that granular recovery. But we also give you the ability through what we call virtual protection groups to tie the different parts of the application together, together and guarantee that our, at those granular recovery points, I can recover the entire application. We see that as such a game changer. And, and one of the things too, and we'll cover this more in a future segment, but from an operational standpoint, one of the things that Zerto allows you to do is to run things in a test mode. Or, and so we do this with customers all the time where we can, without having to do an actual failover, we can bring an environment up or an application like this up and then demonstrate how quickly it can be recovered. And it's certainly a game changer when people see that. So it does have a tremendous business impact. We want to uh, come into a close here. We're going to do a couple of follow-on sessions. One's going to be a more technical overview of the platform. And then we're going to have the option of either having a webinar or, or engagement where we can demonstrate how you operationalize this and see how it would apply to your particular environment. But I want to end here just, we've talked a lot on that business impact and it can't be underscored enough how this capability really provides some unique abilities to the environment. Again, that traditional bit backup in DR was all about unplanned, but in the planned world, knowing you have these capabilities, it really can help you when you're thinking about you know, whether it be data consolidation or testing applications in different public clouds or mergers and acquisitions, knowing and having a confidence that you can bring environments together uh, much more reliably and, and faster really is, delivers a lot of value. Mark, I know you see this in a number of customers. Yeah, we do. Again, that, you know, that unplanned, and, and it really gets back to the key of I have that core continuous data protection that, that I can now leverage to do what I need to do. And I think some of the some of the key things about plan that we see, getting into things like testing, where when I do QA testing, I want to have the latest version of the application up and running. And to be able to quickly orchestrate bringing it up, putting it in an isolated environment, and being able to run it. You know, we talked about the consolidations, mergers, acquisitions, where when companies merge, one of the first thing they do is take out costs. And data centers are really one of the things they look at. So giving you the ability to quickly identify those applications you want to move and get them from one to the other with minimal downtime is essential. And so those, you know, kind of hit on that plan side that, again, we've gone from the unplanned disaster recovery back up, bad things happen, to how do I accelerate my business? How do I do those things that I want to do quickly are going to drive the business and do it without disruption? And so, and so that's really, you know, I think a lot of the advantage. Cloud's another great example. We have a lot of customers, maybe they've got two data centers for disaster recovery, and they, you know, they come to the point where, wow, if I could move the cloud for my DR site, I'm going to take a lot of you know, sunk capital costs out of the business and their ability to quickly make that move or identify applications that would run, you know, more economically in the cloud. So there's so many different things, so many options that you have, uh, again, not only to respond to something bad that's happened, but to move the business forward. And that's, I think, one of the key differences when we start talking about planned. I was going to say, actually, oh. there's a little bit of a follow on to that. 
Um, because when I look at the unplanned, I, I think of that as the reactive nature. Because you know, obviously, if a hurricane oh. hit, disaster, or some, uh, sorry, or infrastructure failure, what's important about the unplanned is is you you need to make sure in the fact that you can automate this as much as possible. You don't because this can be a real drain on your 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 resources, your IT staff where you need to align perhaps your resources to really try and be focusing a lot more on the plan. When you think about how the acceleration of the digital, you know, initiatives that you're probably trying to drive in your business, you need to automate all of that unplanned stuff so you can align your resources to better plan and to, to as, you, as Mark says, to innovate and to bring the business forward and drive growth. So Veristore, we provide this uh, Zerto platform to many customers, but Caroline, you see all of Zerto's customers. So I'd like you to cover a few uh, use cases here where you've added value to different organizations. Yeah, yeah of course. And uh, obviously, you know, we've got joint customers that are driving huge ROI. But I put, it, put this slide together as we were talking previously because it highlighted various different use cases that customers are, are using our platform for and this obviously sh example shows examples of you know large customers but a range from large to mid mid-sized sort of customers too and the examples covered the gamut of from, from what we were talking about from disaster recovery as you can see from from HCA for example they, they actually had about four different uh, you know disaster recovery solutions and so they're now using Zerto as their standard across the board and so they were able to reduce from four to one in huge state savings as you can see here obviously as we talked about cloud and Mark mentioned about cloud you mentioned also about cloud and as a managed service provider provider a lot of customers and it's a great first move that customers can make to cloud is is moving your dr site so you no longer have to have a physical real estate and so as you can see bj's eliminated their secondary site and over the sort of the three years have seen savings of over 800k having moved to public cloud or as a hosted service as many of our customers do as well and then you know we talked about sort of the operational services and and some of the efficiencies that we can drive through the production uh, support processes and there's an example here with starbucks so that that follows another use case and huge amount of uh, efficiencies that they saw united i mean that they protect their whole website they're protecting leveraging our solution to ensure in the fact that you know their website their reservations and everything else and their app doesn't go down but you can see the huge cost of downtime that would be incurred if they experienced a downtime xbo we talked about mergers and acquisitions and xbo logistics is one company that has had a very aggressive m a strategy so they needed the, the ability to actually sort of consolidate and merge their all of their data centers and they had 21 and they reduced that down to six in, in, in uh, 36 months. It's, so really, these are good examples across the platform of the you know, capabilities and the functions that we can deliver, and also with you too. Piece of color commentary I'll add there around Starbucks. It was interesting, and Caroline had highlighted on one of the earlier slides this operational services. And one of the things that you saw on there was patch management. And I know a lot of people look at Zerto and go, how do you impact that? Well, the way they did it, and I think they really brought the idea to us, was if you think about it, when you install patches, how much testing do you do? How much certainty? 
And then how often have you upgraded a system, installed patches, and it broke something? So there can be uncertainty, and the way you test that can be tenuous if you don't have a production environment you can test in. So what they were doing, which Zerto has the capability to spin up an application into a test bubble automatically. And so they would spin it up, do the patch, go through the patch upgrades there, validate they weren't going to have issues. So now when they turned around and went to production, they had that confidence that they were going to be successful. So again, it was just one of the things that they highlighted that by having that assurance, because I was able to test an exact copy of production in an isolated environment, guaranteed that everything's going to go well. Now I can confidently roll the patches out across production. So again, one of those things you wouldn't normally think about, but the value that it brought to them, you know, as a company. We just want to close with this. This is all about the experience and having always on technologies. And the value of Ferrostore and Zerto together is we can provide this and apply our expert capabilities across multiple industries and either manage the environment for you or be there as an ongoing consultant and understand all of the components that it interacts with. The multi-cloud agility is critical in today's environment. We've touched on that several times, as well as the operational efficiency that it provides. And so Next steps, we can offer you to follow up with a deeper dive on one or more of the following, you know, whether it be a business impact analysis for your business or details of how the platform could be integrated there. And those are available in either in-person or video meetings and or going to do part two of this webinar where we deep dive into the platform itself from a technology standpoint. So if you'd like to have a further conversation, contact your Veristore account executive or email us at info at Thank you. Have a great day. And thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you.